Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency. We help small and medium-sized businesses massively improve their leads and sales through their website with the world's most effective digital marketing. This show is all about helping you to generate more leads and sales through your website. And in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by David Dang. Now, David has built a huge, huge Instagram profile over at Entrepreneurship Facts. Monster profile over 1.2 million followers at the time of recording this. By the time you watch this video, it's probably 1.3, 1.4. It just keeps on, keeps on growing. He's getting between two and 3,000 new followers a day. So in this episode, we drill down into exactly how he's done this and the lessons that he's learned. And you're going to be surprised at some of the stuff he says. Some of the kind of quote-unquote guru wisdom about different Instagram hacks that you can use and different strategies for growth he's basically like nah (laughs) just focus on quality content so I really enjoyed talking to David there are tons of surprises for me and I think you're going to get a lot out of this whether or not your business is already on Instagram the things that he's talking about are basically really good solid content marketing principles some of it seems so simple it's easy to just say oh yeah I know that quality is you know really important but actually if you stop and check yourself against what you're really doing sometimes you'll find that actually what you consciously know isn't what you unconsciously do so I think it's always worth listening with a completely open mind to these things David knows his stuff inside and out so uh, yeah I hope you really enjoyed this episode with David Dank and don't forget if you want some help with your own digital marketing then you can get some free help from my company Exposure Ninja if you just go to ExposureNinja.com and request a free website and marketing review what we'll do is one of the team will take a look through your website your current digital marketing we'll also have a look at what your competitors are doing and then we'll put all of this into a 15 minute video which we'll send over to you showing you some of the things that you can be doing to increase the volume of leads and sales that you're getting totally free of charge totally awesome and definitely worth doing so go and check that out that's at exposureninja.com without further ado enjoy the show with david dang from entrepreneurship facts david welcome to the show hello So as you know, in this podcast, we're going to break down what you've done to build the amazing Entrepreneurship Facts page to a ridiculous 1.2 million followers and find out what you've learned in the process. Ready to lift the curtain? Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to. Awesome. Before we talk about your growth strategies, I just want to ask you a bit about um, your journey and what it's actually like on a day-to-day basis running a page like this. So... If we go way back, um, when did you start the page and why, <laughs> I guess? Yeah, um, well, I actually started the page about, i say, three years ago, sometime around May of 2016, I believe. So over three years ago, and that was in my last year of university. I was studying marketing and entrepreneurship in university. And my goal was to graduate school start my own business and be my own boss. That's the whole reason why I went to business school. But the thing is that in my last year, I feel like I wasn't ready to be my own boss. And the stuff I was learning in school, to me, I feel like it was preparing me to be an employee. And Mm -hmm. if I were to graduate, the only thing I could think of is really to get a job, which is something I didn't want to do. So I took the action into my own hand. I went on Google. Like most kids nowadays, 
the first thing I said was something like how to start a business online or how to make money online, something along those lines. And then eventually I stumbled upon a podcast. Um, the guy was talking about how he built his business to stick figures entirely based on Instagram. Hmm. And I thought, okay, Instagram, cool. I never tried to use Instagram back then. I didn't even have an Instagram account. I heard of it, but never used it before. So after I listened to that podcast, I created my Instagram account and just start exploring what it's all about. And that's pretty much how Entrepreneurship Facts started. Uh, initially, the reason why I created it, of course, was trying to figure out a way to you know, build a business online, but the main reason was really for my own personal development. I post motivational quotes, business facts, anything around entrepreneurship and marketing, which is my passion and what I was studying back then. So that's how it started. The goal with, of it is to, for my own personal development, and hopefully one day I will be able to monetize it. That's awesome, dude. So it was kind of, it sounds like it wasn't like you didn't put a, a big fat goal of 1 million followers and every day work meticulously towards that goal. It sounded like it was a lot more, I'm going to start this, I'm really interested in it, hopefully it gets big. Is that accurate? Yeah, I never thought it would reach 1 million followers, <laughs> no. Was there a time in the early days when, I mean, there must have been a time, right, when you doubted yourself and you weren't sure if it was ever going to grow to a point where it could actually earn income for you? Um, actually, to be honest, I don't, I don't think so, mainly because, to me, monetize it was only, like, the last goal that I... Sure, I want to monetize it eventually, but it's like one of the last goals when I create a page because, mm. well, when I started a page, I already, besides starting the Instagram page, I was already doing some other stuff like selling ebooks, e commerce, drop shipping. So my main focus to make money was those things. The Instagram page was, again, for my own personal development. So mm. that hopefully I'd be able to monetize it. It wasn't. But the first goal was to make money. So I just do it on the side for fun. It's something I enjoy doing and I, I really have no expectation on it. And my goal was really if I can get like a hundred thousand followers, that would be like the dream. That was my dream back then. So I have one hundred thousand followers. And the funny thing is that it took me two years to went from zero to a hundred thousand followers. And another twelve months to went from 100,000 followers to 1 million. So it's kind of like the hockey stick. Yeah. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah, of course, it's not easy. Like the first couple of months, the first year was the slowest. I think the first year I got maybe like 10, 20,000 followers. But then like, the second year it jumped to like 100,000. And then another year after, it's like 1 million. So I guess persistent works, right? Mm, of course, of course, you can't beat persistence. So um, before we dig into the growth strategies and, and what you've actually done to do that, fast forwarding to today, what does it look like on a daily basis managing a page with 1.2 million followers? Are you doing everything yourself? Do you have a team? Like what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, well initially I pretty much run everything myself when I first started of course because I was learning, come up with content idea, learn Photoshop, you see my first couple of posts, like the images were terrible. But eventually now I don't I don't do everything myself anymore. I have a team, a graphic designer, 
I still do the posting myself because it doesn't take that much time, like a couple minutes a day to post, but I come up with a content idea, I send it to a graphic designer and let me do the design work. And then I take the image, I post it on a daily basis. That's really it. And my whole point is really try to get people to follow me. The more followers, well, targeted, the followers targeted to be people who are interested in business, mm. who want to start a business and around a personal development route. So that's that's pretty much like what my daily routine like for running the page. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, I want to ask you about content because obviously you've mentioned there the, the evolution of, of how the content has um, improved over time. What about frequency? I noticed that you're currently posting maybe three times a day or so. Um, what have you learned about posting frequency as you've built the page? Um, yeah, first thing you need to understand is um, platform like Instagram or any social media platform, they want the users to keep coming back to use the platform. That's their goal, right? They want people to keep coming back and if you think about it, the only reason why people would come back to use Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, whatever platform that is, is because they, they expect certain type of content from the account that they are following because mm. they want to see more of those content. And if you can help Instagram with their goal, which is to get the user to come back, then they will help you grow. So now, once you know that, if you, they want the user to come back every day, so what you have to do is to post every single day to get the people back. Mm. So what I found a sweet part, spot for Instagram is about two to three times a day if you want to grow consistently and quickly. And that's, that's how often I post, two to three times. I've actually seen accounts that post 10 times a day and they're still like getting tons of new followers and have great engagement, but that's like, you really, really you know, determined to blow up your account quickly. But mm. I found 10 is a bit too much. It's too much to like come up with content and posting. It's a bit much. Two to three times is a sweet spot for me. But uh, I would say, if you cannot even do two to three times, once a day should be good. Right. Yeah. But that consistency is important if Instagram's going to yep. reward you with good visibility in the feed, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that puts a lot of people off building an Instagram page is that they're told it's, you know, it's such a visual platform. You, it really suits um, businesses or, or people that are very aesthetically driven. Yeah. Um, and yet today, a lot of the stuff we're seeing of business and motivational Instagram is really actually quite text heavy, isn't it? We've got text heavy posts and then we've yeah. got fairly long copy captions. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like Instagram is kind of even going more that way. So I'm, I'm just curious about the sort of content evolution that you've been through. What have you found about the sort of content that works best and gets most engagement with your audience? Um, well, I, I think it's all about depends on who your target customers or target audience is, right? Mm. It depends on who you're attracting. And at least for my audience, they care about the business motivational type of content. That means they care about the value of the content more than how it looks, the aesthetic aspect of it. So it, it depends on who you're targeting. Of course, if your target audience would be people who care more about the aesthetics, how 
account content look at pretty photos. There is a different story, but at least for my target audience, they care about the value that I'm providing mm -hmm. to them. And yeah, text works, video works, anything that provide them some sort of useful information, it works for my target audience. So that's 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 what I found. Like really it's all about how much value you can provide to your audience. Okay, so you'd go kind of, val the value is the most important thing for you, not yep. necessarily the format. It's not like there's a, a format equation or a format formula that you've found necessarily. It's just value first. No. Yeah, it's 100% value. I found that carousels works, video works, images, text images, infographic. It's really all about the value. Mm. That's really good advice. <laughs> and uh, I guess explains why so many people who, who try and build a page and just get distracted by particular hacks maybe don't get the traction that they uh, yeah. that they might Every want. Honestly, everyone asks me, what is the secret? And I, I tell them right away, there's really no secret. The only reason anybody will follow any account on social media is simply because of one thing. That is the content. They like the content that the account is putting out every day or when or how often that is, and they want to see more of it. And that's the only reason why they follow to see more of it. That's it. So focus on creating the content that your target audience want to see, and they follow you. That's really the only secret there is like, there's nothing else, no no other hacks matter. Yeah, what good advice. Um, I noticed when I was looking through your followers actually you've got some of the UK's highest profile entrepreneurs um, that follow your page and it made me wonder as you were building the page and getting more and more followers do you feel a sense of pressure to get the content right like do you experiment with different stuff and take things down if it's not getting engagement do you, is there any kind of self-doubt or experimentation that goes into it now that it's so big like you don't want to mess it up because it's got all this traction yes definitely definitely like well actually at first sometimes like when i post something and you get some negative feedback i'm like oh is that post right and then sometimes i i take it down right away but then now when i think about it, as long as i believe in the content that i'm putting out i'm like okay i know this will provide value to people mm. and the thing is that there will always be haters no matter what you put out. Mm. Like if I post, a, I make a post about Marja Kubert, like something that really inspiring that he share, there always, always be somebody jump in like, oh, that guy, he sell your data, he do a bunch of, you know, shady stuff with Facebook, he, he monitor your activities and stuff. Always the hater going to jump in and, and leave something negative and then, they're gonna say something hateful about you, like, oh, why would you share about him? He's mm. he's jerk. Or I post something about Steve Jobs, like, oh, he's a dictator, like, <laughs> yeah. people, like, always. It doesn't matter what I do, no matter what I post. So I'm like, I'm kind of used to it now. Mm. Pretty ignore them because I mean, they have their own opinion, and I respect that. That's fine, but there's nothing you can do about yeah. negative feedback. It's gonna be there no matter what. So it sounds like you've built a, a confidence in yourself to understand and know what's going to resonate with your audience so that you're kind of a bit, you've got a thicker skin today, would you say, rather than when you first started? Because yeah. you're like, I know my audience, exactly. I know what they and like. I think it's a good thing that I leave those negative feedback because first, it creates engagement. 
Mm. And with Instagram, well, the more engagement you have, the be better chance you have for it to go viral. So sure, post something that a little bit more, you know, controversy or on the, that get people talking about it. Mm. And I'm fine with that too. They can jump in, talk negatively, that's fine. And the cool thing with that is that there'll be people on the other side of this, of the argument, they jump in and then defend it. So now my audience is not talking to each other in the comment section, which help with the engagement. So it's a good thing that yeah. they they leave some negative feedback, and I think it's fine. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about growth strategies. So. It looks like you're getting between two and three thousand new followers per day, which is just insane. Um, so clearly, you've learned some stuff about what works to get attention. It's great having valuable content, but obviously, yep. people have got to find it. Um, so, what would you say are the most effective growth strategies that you've come across in your journey so far? Yeah, I guess the first equation is have good content, but if you have if you have good content but nobody sees then it's really there's no point, right? Nobody's gonna follow you anyway. So for Instagram specifically, I guess the easiest and the free way to get people to see your content is through hashtags. And really you should have to find relevant hashtags. And if you actually have good content, your post will sold up in the hashtag section and then people will discover you. And that's the easy way. There like is it focus on lower rank hashtags that have been used less than 500,000 times if you have a, a smaller account. If, mm -hmm. if you really is a brand new, just starting now and focus on something less than 50,000 uses. And then as you grow, you can increase it. Now with my account, I don't really look at that, the numbers, those numbers anymore because I can pretty much rank in any hashtags. But if you're a brand new, starting out and focus on lower rank hashtags. But hashtags works, but it would take time. It's mm. not going to give you any crazy number of growth or any, you know, crazy result from hashtags alone because it's a free method and everybody using it. You have to compete with everybody else trying to rank for certain hashtags, right? A better strategy, well, I guess there's a really good saying. I don't remember who said this, it, but it's something like if you cannot pay for advertisement, then you don't have a business. So if you have a business, then you should be able to afford to pay for exposure, mm. right? Mm. So now the best way is Instagram influencer marketing. You pay a large account to promote your content, or you can pay use Instagram pay ads. It's the same thing as Facebook ads. So you can do that, or you can do some sort of giveaway contest. And it, those things cost money. But if you have a business, then those things shouldn't matter. Let's say if you spend $100 and you get, I don't know, 100 followers, if you sell something for a hundred bucks, you only need to make one sale from those one hundred followers that you gained to break even. Mm. Now, moment you break even with your ad, that's the moment you can scale to thousand to hundred of thousand followers really quickly because really it costs you nothing to get those followers. Because every hundred dollar you spend, you get a hundred dollar back. So just keep spending that hundred dollars until you get hundred or even a million followers, right? Mm. So that's that's the secret. I want to ask you about the, um, the, the the kind of paid side in just a minute. Before we move on though, I, want, I did want to ask about hashtags because one of the things I noticed about your hashtags is that, well, two things. Firstly, you'll use different hashtags in each post, it seems. Um, so 
how do you find the hashtags? Do you have any tips for people that are trying to find good hashtags for their posts, first of all? You really study my, my account well. <laughs> yeah, I, I do use different hashtags for each post. And well, how I do is that I have three different lists of hashtags. And Instagram allows you to have up to 30 hashtags per post. So I have three determined lists. That's about 20 hashtags each. And let's say for my specific account, I have one set of hashtags that are all about motivation and inspiration. Another hashtag is all about entrepreneurship, business, those are type of hashtags. And another list of hashtags all about you know money, success, luxury stuff, mindset. Right. So those three set of hashtags that are relevant to my account, but are three different set of hashtags, they're not identical, they're not the same. So, and those consist of about 20 hashtags. So if I make a post about a motivational quote, well, I'm gonna pick the set of hashtags with all about motivation, but that's only 20 hashtags, right? I'll yeah. manually enter another 10 hashtags that's specifically for that quote. Let's say this quote from Steve Jobs. Hashtag Steve Jobs, hashtag Apple, hashtag iPhone, anything related to that code. So it'd be 20 determined hashtags that I already, you know, research and then 10 manual hashtags. That's yeah. how I do it. I hope that answered your question. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that strategy because it keeps things fresh, but without having to go through the whole thing from scratch yeah. every time. And then what about posting hashtags in the comments? Some people say, you know, you've always got to post it in the the post description itself. Otherwise, it doesn't get through to the explore page or whatever. But I'm no, going to say it, that you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter at all where you post it, either in the caption or in the comment. I do in the caption. I mean, in the comments, main, mainly because it looks prettier when people are reading your caption. So it doesn't look too spammy. And I know a lot of people, they post it in the caption. The reason is that they, they use some sort of scheduling software for the mm. post. And that the software would not gonna put the hashtag in the comment for you. So you have to put the hashtag in the caption because they schedule that post ahead of time. Right. So that's why you see some people do it in the caption. But I personally, because I manually do my post, I do it in the comments to make it look nicer. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. So going back to the paid side, um, I saw, I, I see that you also promote other people's pages. Yeah. Uh, on the entrepreneurship facts page and i love how you do it you'll have like a a carousel of some of their posts and then at the end you'll have like a screenshot of their page so that people can go and follow their page if they want more and it seems like such an elegant way to do it because you're not you're not like pitching hard to your followers to go and follow this page, you know, follow, follow, follow this page for the best stuff you're actually just yep. giving them their best posts which also makes you know, makes sense for you and builds the, the credibility of your page. And then of course, right at the end is like, oh, and if you want more of this, go and check out their page. So is that a strategy that you'll use when you work with other accounts to promote your account? Um, yeah, no, that's a great strategy to growth. And to be honest, I I barely pay anything to grow my account. I did it entirely organically. Oh, right. But yeah, but that's if you want to grow, yeah, have a lot of Pick your best content, promote it on other accounts, and you don't don't do it as a pitch. Provide value. Mm. That's it. Provide a lot of value, and then at the end, have a call to action. If you like what you see here, well, go follow me to see more of it. That's really it, right? Yeah. Because the strategy have good content, get people to see it, and then if they like it, they want to see more of it, they follow you. 
Mm. Really, there's no hack. So now, pick the best content that you have, pay a large account to post it, and at the end, have a call to action, something like, if you want like what you're seeing here, go follow me. That's really it. <laughs> It's so cool. It's so cool. So you mentioned there that you haven't paid much to promote your account at all, right? So all of your, or the majority of your growth has been organic. Yep. Just um, using hashtags or just people just well, shouting out your page anyway. Uh, if I guess one, one of the thing that really got, get me a lot of traffic, free traffic is, and this is something a lot of people, they never talk about like the Instagram gurus which is your Instagram username. Think of it like a, a website domain. Yeah. Okay? So, if you, because my username is entrepreneurship facts, and it's one word, there's no dot, no dash, so people would be mistaken with something else. Hmm. And the cool thing is that when you search for entrepreneur, I'm talking about entrepreneur and magazine, because that's a place where a lot of entrepreneurs would look for if they they're on Instagram, right? My my page would pop up at one of the results after the entrepreneur page, so it definitely helped me bring bring a lot of traffic, and that that's that's one way of doing it. And again, because I post and a lot of good content, people start sharing my my content would appear in the explore section a lot, and sometimes I would do shout out for shout out, which means I share another page content, they promote me back, but I, I don't do that very often. Very rarely that I do that. It's, yeah, so it's mainly organically through hashtags and, and create content that my target audience want to see. That's really it. How did you find a, 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 a rhythm, a flow, how did you align yourself so closely with your target audience that you could get the engagement that you do? Did you spend time talking to them or was it purely just because you basically are your target audience, it sounds like? The things that you'd find inspiring and interesting yep. and motivating are logically going to be interesting to others. Yeah, it's a mix of both. I am definitely my target audience. Really, when I first started, I created for myself and mm. people just following. But... And it, but that's not that. Also, I do a lot of research to try to understand what my target audience want to see as well. Right. The research part is really important because what you want to see, they what you want them to see is one thing, and what they want to see is another thing, right? So I have to research to find a matching between see what do I want them to see and what yeah. do they want to see. Where is that? Those two things mm. kind of align, and then I create that. And how I do that is really. I look at large accounts that have my target audience, which is similar accounts of my competition, look at them, and then study the content that they're putting out to see what kind of content get the best engagement, what's not, and pretty much study that and identify what works best for my account. Do, do the research. So here's what Tony Robbins say. If you want to be successful, study learn from someone who have already achieved the results you wanted and mm. remodel so just study from someone who already have your target audience that your target audience is already following what that's telling you is that that account is posting content that your audience want to see and those content is what get them to follow that account now if you can remodel those content 
the same people who are following that account, when they see your content, they're most likely going to follow you, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you can't argue with this the stuff that's already working, it's proven, so you're not really having to create or take too much of a risk here because all the data is there. Yeah. How does that change as Instagram starts taking away likes? Does that change your strategy at all? Are you just looking at the number of comments versus the number of followers that page has to try and work out how much engagement is going on with each post? Yeah, so like when Instagram takes away the likes, I don't care about that at all. Like, yeah, you can still determine a good piece of content based on a number of comments and to see who commenting. And mm. also because I'm already my target audience is it's easier for me to identify what my audience yeah. want to see. And because I've been doing it for so long, I'm able to quickly identify what my audience want to see without really looking at the number of likes. Mm. So look at the content and I can tell this whether or not it's gonna work. So it's just a combination of experience, research, and yeah. I, I don't think it matters much. I'm curious about any growth strategies or like hacks that you've tried which you thought were going to work and actually have just done absolutely nothing at all. Um, I know there's a lot of hacks that the gurus out there are preaching. Like, well, there's something a, a, a couple of years ago. There's something called power light, which means you pay for a bunch of bots to like your post, and it would boost up the engagement. And there's engagement group where a bunch of account go commenting on each other posts. And those those strategy works, but to me, I never need to use it. It works. It, it will get you the result. But when Instagram do some change to the algorithm, um, mm. those strategy you need to figure out something new. Yeah, that's why I don't like to do those strategy because I I don't have time to figure out okay what's the next best thing like hack growth hacks that and try it and test it out and then potentially being punished by Instagram because if you do something Instagram doesn't like, they're gonna punish you for it. They're gonna shadow ban your account, limit the reach of your account. So I don't want to risk that. And because I already have good organic growth, I don't need to use any of those strategies. So because my strategy is really focused on creating content that will get people to come back again and again and be consistent and work with Instagram, work with the algorithm, work with, help them get their goal so that they will help me back instead of trying to sneak around their back. Mm -hmm. It's, it reminds me of, um, cause we do a lot of work in SEO and SEO is, is a little bit similar. Obviously it's a much more mature platform than, than say Instagram, but in SEO, people always looked for the hacks and they always look for the shortcuts. And eventually Google's algorithms become sophisticated enough that there's very little hacks left. And as yeah. the algorithm gets better and better, it just rewards basically what a human being would consider quality. And it sounds like that is exactly the same approach that you take with your Instagram page. You're just going for quality. And I've asked you maybe 10 questions where your answer has been quality. <laughs> and and it, it feels like that that same thing. We're going to get to a stage with Instagram where the reward 
is for quality and you know power likes or likes from high profile people and all this type of stuff people will always figure a way to game it the instagram people will look at that and say okay so we're going to close that loophole and if you're chasing these these kind of hacks it's just a, a constant process of trying to find the next thing you said there um you don't have time to look for the hacks most people feel that they don't have time to make the good content so they go for the hacks whereas you've looked at it completely the other way i'm just going to go for quality because i know that's never going to go out of style and if i do that then i should be fine exactly yeah if i just stick with quality i would never need to look for the next growth hack strategy as you need to focus on that and then instagram when they see that hey this guy creating good content that people want to see and people keep going back to his account to see the content they know that People like my content, they're gonna push my account to more people. Mm. And the thing is that quality is also subjective as well. Right? Mm. So quality doesn't mean that you have to spend a lot of time creating it. Because I post also because I post two to three times a day, that allows me to experiment with a lot of different type of content. And the more I post, the more I be I'd be able to quickly identify what kind of content works. So quality here is, is in terms of value and in terms of the message that you're putting out with your content, but not so much of how much time you spend to create the content. A lot of people mistake quality with how much time you put into it, mm. and then they spend you know, all this time creating a piece of content and nobody see it, and they're like, ah, oh, the quality thing doesn't work. But what they don't get is, is really the message in your content. Yeah, quality is in the eye of the beholder for sure. That's such an important lesson, isn't it? Just because it took you ages doesn't mean it's any good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So um, talking about kind of finance and what it's and what the page has meant for, for you and your career. So like, how, how do you monetize for people who are who are new to this? What are some of the ways that you can monetize a page with over a million likes? Um, well, one of the easiest and quicker ways is to sell promotion for other accounts. Like their other accounts are trying to grow, or other entrepreneurs trying to build a personal brand and they want more exposure. That's one of the easiest and quickest way to monetize it if you have a, a big enough audience. So they pay you and then they promote their content. Another way is affiliate marketing. Essentially, you help companies sell the products and you get a commission from it. That's one way. And you provide services, like if you have an, an audience, you essentially can sell them anything, really. Mm. Like, besides paying for promotion, everything else is user promote certain products and try to sell it. So that's affiliate marketing, or you sell your own product, or you sell somebody else's product. It's just pay promotion and sell something. Those are two main ways to monetize it. So with the pay promote, well, actually with both of those, you must get pitched on a lot of opportunities which... Yeah don't make sense for your for your audience those yeah. would be presumably quite easy to turn down but yeah. where do you set that that boundary how do you say you know say well this accounting software for example that's definitely relevant to my audience but they're not going to necessarily get as much value from an ad for accounting software as they would from one of my posts like how do you how do you find that balance and, and have you changed over time um yes like when i first started monetizing my account i pretty much take on whatever people throw at me like <laughs> hey can you promote this for me i pay you a couple hundred bucks yeah sure why not 
So that's when I first started. But eventually, I found like, okay, if I keep doing this, I'm gonna piss people off and they're gonna unfollow me. So I have mm. to change my strategy. So now, when I have a request, I will look, okay, what do they want to promote and how is this useful to my audience? And I would ask for the ad copies because to me, that's probably one of the right. most important. Does the ad copy look spammy? Does it look shady? Like, is it does it look like they're trying to scam people for money? And well, and then the the when I see an ad copy, that the strategy is simple. If the ad provide value, and then at the end have a call to action, I know that person knows what they're doing. They're not right. trying to you know make quick bucks. So it's the same thing as how I do promoting other accounts. They provide tons of value at the end. The only difference that the call to action is that follow this account and then like if you like what you're seeing here, go to this link to learn more about it. And then when they go to the link, they try to sell what whatever product that is. So that's one way of how I determine it. But of course I, I have to look at the product to see whether or not it's legit, who is selling it. So I have to do some a little bit of research on that part as well. Mm. Looking oh before we go I also I noticed on one either it was either your your personal profile or the entrepreneurship facts profile it looks like you got something interesting with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins so even if you can't talk about that maybe what are some of the are there are there kind of opportunities that have been opened up to you which three years ago you never thought you'd have access to because of the visibility in the audience that you yes, built. Yes, definitely. Like when you have a large audience, it's really, really good with networking because mm. anyone who wants to get more exposure, they want to talk to you because, hey, you have a million followers, they want to tap into that audience. So mm. you get a lot of good networking opportunities. So yeah, uh, actually last year I was one of the athletes to promote Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi new course. And I was fortunate enough with my audience being one of the top affiliate. So I got invited to Las Vegas for a award ceremony and I got to meet them in person. It was a small intimate event with about 100 people. So I said, you got to talk to them, get to see them, which was really cool. So now they're launching something new again, something similar again this year. So Definitely, I'm a part of it. So I got to flew to Arizona to Dean Graziosi's office, got to meet him in his office, hang out with him for like an hour, talk about the product launch, and, and I did an interview with him. I'm going to release that very, very soon, hopefully. Well, probably by the time this video is live, the interview is already up. So yeah, I'm, I'm working now with them, with them. So yeah, having a big audience is really, really it, it, it gives you a lot of credibility. Mm. So you can say, if you have a marketing agency, you can say, hey, I'm a growth tech expert. I can get you, help you get tons of exposure. But if you have an audience, hey, I have one million followers, that's like your instant you know, validation yeah. that you know what you're doing. You don't have to convince people that you know what you're doing. You just have to say, this is my page. That's really enough for people to like, give you instant credibility. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, the three three years ago, David, if he could see you today, what do you think he'd say? Um, I don't know, because honestly, I've been building my life intentionally, mm. because three, three years ago, I know I didn't want a job. I guess 
Well, the three years ago, David would be happy that he actually got what he wanted because three years ago, I didn't want a job. I know I want to work whenever I want, wherever I want with my laptop and I want, enjoy, I want the freedom. I don't want to be stuck in a cubicle. Mm. So that's why I intentionally built my life around those criteria. And I guess now I'm pretty much living that life that the three years ago, David, was intentionally you know, building. Yeah. So yeah, the three years, yeah, like that old David would probably be happy. And three years in the future, where do you think it will be? How big do you think it can get? Um, three years in the future. Oh my God, really, when I went to school to be my own boss, to run my own business, the, the bigger goal is to build a startup. Something like Mark Zuckerberg or Steve Jobs, you know, Hmm. Be a startup that would create some sort of impact. So that's my goal. In three years, in the next three years, my goal is to build something, some sort of maybe a software, some sort of company, some sort of product that would be that would be useful for the consumer. I'm not exactly sure what it is yet, but that's the goal. Well, you clearly understand. A particular audience and you've clearly proven your ability to give that audience what they want so I don't think anyone would bet against your startup <laughs> <laughs> thank you David this has been absolutely awesome um, I've really loved talking to you where can people find out more about entrepreneurship facts and of course follow your personal page yeah um, well I mean it's entrepreneurship facts on Instagram they can look it up and I also recently created my personal page maybe a few months ago it's called I am David Deng so David and then D-A-N-G, I am David Dang. So that's my personal page where I post, I share tips and tricks about online marketing and Instagram and also the projects that I'm working on. That's probably how you find out my stuff with Dean Graziosi and Tony Robbins. So yeah, you can follow me on my personal page as well. And my website, entrepreneurshipfacts.com. Yeah, those are the places yep. that you can find out about me. And you should definitely follow Entrepreneurship Facts because like I said before, some of the UK's best known entrepreneurs, we're talking about some of the dragons from Dragons Den um, and some of the highest profile UK entrepreneurs also follow your page. If it works for them, it's going to work for you. David, thank you so much, buddy. Really appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Take care. Hope you found this video useful. And remember, if you enjoyed it, click the little like button. If you wanna check out more videos from Exposure Ninja, then don't forget to hit the subscribe button and that little bell icon, or leave us a comment if you've got any questions or suggestions of things that you'd like to see us cover in future. Don't forget, if you want some help with your digital marketing, then you can head over to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and request a free website and digital marketing review. What will happen here is we'll ask you a few questions about your website and your goals and one of our team will then put together a 15 minute video where we'll show you how to improve your website's ranking, your traffic and your conversions. It's completely free of charge. I know, crazy right? But danger, there is a chance that you'll become a client after seeing this review because it'll blow your socks off. I have to be honest, but don't let that put you off. Go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review and I look forward to seeing you in the next video.